0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Starting Point. My name is Joshua Barnhill. Um, guys, it's been a while. It's been a long while. I have took a little break off of doing this for a little while, taking a little break from school. We just started back our. We just started the spring semester at CLC. We're in week two of session one, so I'm back getting in the groove of that. Doing homework again, not fun at all. It never has been. But I'm here. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad God brought me to where I am now. So, yeah, let's get into this podcast. Today, my very, very special guest is none other than the new new face at North Highland Church, um, Pastor Adam Berryhill. How you doing, man?
1: Doing great. Doing great, man. Did yeah. anyone ever tell you that you have a great voice for radio? It is beautiful, <laughs> beautiful.
0: I hear that so much. I'm just like, I don't, I don't hear it. But I'm glad <laughs> everybody
1: else does. <laughs> so, man, how you doing? Doing great. Yeah. A good service last night. It's been a good week. Yeah. Uh, had a Monday off, so that was good to be able to sleep in and hang out with the family, watch some movies. That's good.
0: Always good. I didn't even get to hear you speak last night. I was in the middle school service helping out with I South that's Dakota. Awesome. I'm sure you brought some fire like you always do. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a good one. So good day. You so said you had a good week as well. You oh yeah, been great.
1: Yeah, good week. Really good week.
0: Yeah. No anything. So you hung out with your family a lot.
1: Hung out with the family. We watched the new Star Wars. Okay. We got a jailbroken fire stick for Christmas, where you can watch all really? of the movies. So we watched. We ended up watching Star Wars on on Monday at the house. Okay. So it was good. That Japanese subtitles, mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, but it was it was still a good movie. Yeah,
0: it's can't, good. Can't complain about that. No, it just seems nice yep. time with your family. Simple, simple, simple time watching a movie. Um, man, hey, what was I going to ask you next? I remember now. Now, um, tell me a little bit more about who you are.
1: Um, well, I came from like a little small town with not a lot to do. Um, I understand cause so <laughs> <laughs> uh I think in the whole county there were like maybe eight or ten thousand people uh so I had to fall in love with like the little things first, so for yeah. me I, just hanging out with people you know we didn't have a lot to do in our in our small town, so we'd hung, we'd hang out in parking lots and drive around sonic and that that was life, hang out in walmart parking lot and uh so you know I enjoy just hanging out with people and Sports, I love sports. That was something else, you know. I just, I've always been a huge fan of like whatever sport, whether it's football or basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan, LeBron fan. I try to watch every game for LeBron. Uh, Huge Alabama fan. I grew up in Tennessee, but I was born in Alabama. We lived on the state line our whole life, so, uh, yeah. So sports is a big deal for me. I love TV shows, um, sitcoms, any kind of. TV, yeah. I love The Blacklist. The Blacklist, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. The Office, all of them.
0: Like The Office.
1: It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Good movies too. Yeah. Do it all. What's your favorite movie? Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. If you had to pick one, what would it be? If I had to pick one, I would honestly say Anchorman.
0: Anchorman. man <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know this sounds weird, but. It was something that, like, I don't know, we watched it like 15 times when I was a kid. I could almost recite, back in the day, I could recite, like, almost every line to that movie. That's cool. Because we watched it so much.
0: Yeah. I typically, like, I, I don't watch a whole lot of movies. Um, But if I had to pick what my favorite one was, it would probably be the Titanic.
1: Oh, that's a good movie.
0: I had always wanted to see it, and then one day in middle school, we, like, had to watch it. And I was not upset about it. What I was upset about, though, was every two minutes, the teacher would pause the movie and talk about what was going on. I'm just like, can we just watch it and figure it out for ourselves? But no, (laughs) she wouldn't let us do it. And then, just recently, I finally watched The Greatest Showman.
1: Hey, yeah, that's a good one, too. Completely
0: blew me away.
1: Yeah, that's really good.
0: I was like, just watching it. I didn't know who the actors were in that movie. I just heard about it. And then I see... Hugh Jackman singing and dancing I'm like that, that was always, weird to me that's had, Wolverine singing yes, and dancing I had only How seen him as Wolverine I'm like what is he doing and he's so good at it yeah
1: yeah he was good. and that was him singing that was
0: like yeah. real that was the real deal that was him I was shocked I was like dang <laughs> he is
1: awesome he tore it yeah. up
0: yeah and the whole part about you being from a small town I completely understand that, because I'm a, from a small town called Jessup, Georgia. Okay. So, when well, you said you just hung out with friends a lot, hung out in a parking lots, that's about what we did. We would yeah. race
1: cars, too. Mm-hmm. We did that a lot, and uh, that was yeah. fun.
0: We just had to make our own we fun.
1: Made, we made our own fun, yeah, yeah. Whatever that was, whatever that led to.
0: Then I came to Columbus. Now, there's <laughs> a lot to do, and I don't really have a desire to do it, because... I just stay home, it's yeah, what I was used to, so. but yeah, that's cool, man, cool, so we know a bit more bit more about who you are now, so let's go ahead and dive right in into the chunk of this podcast, which is your your story of your journey through ministry, from the start to where you started to now. Can you tell me? your story of your starting point.
1: So my starting point, I would say I, I kind of grew up in church a lot, but I, I really wasn't in love with Jesus. I just knew that I, I needed to be saved and then I wouldn't go to hell. Um, so I, I wouldn't say I, I grew up in church and I knew who Jesus was. I knew the Bible, you know, pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't like in love with Jesus. It was just like, okay, I know this is the thing that I need to do. And so I remember when I was uh, 15, 16 years old around that time I went to youth camp for my first time we had we had went around as a, as a kid my dad was like a church hopper so like every two years we were at a new church and so when, uh-huh. we, were, when we were 15 um, or when I was 15 or 16 we, we ended up at an assembly at God church um, and so it was, it was a larger church at the time and we weren't used to that I mean the churches we went to they had like 20 or 30 people in them and so we, we went to this and I was like what is happening right now this is crazy and so I remember, like, seeing people do... Back then, they were called dramas, and they were just following, dramas. like, what Karen Wheaton and the Ramp did. <laughs> you know, they were doing Now Behold the Lamb yeah. and, and and stuff like that. And there was, like, a full band on stage. I'm like, this is wild, man. Like, this is wild. And so I remember, really, honestly, I remember Now Behold the Lamb for the first time and being like, wow, like, it really hit me in a different way. Um, but we hadn't even started going... We didn't even have really a youth group growing up. So mm. I remember looking over where the youth group's at and, like, being like, what? Like, wow. And so eventually we finally got locked in, and they told us, like, you need to go to this camp thing. It's something we do every summer, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, it'll change your life. And I was, like, skeptical about it, like, okay. Like, it'll really change my life. And at that time, uh, my family was having a lot of problems. I would come home most days to my parents fighting and screaming and cussing each other. Out and then that would lead to like my dad cussing us out some and and so it was like a it was a really rough time for my family and I didn't necessarily grow up like that the whole time, but that was my whole high school career it was that, and so um when I started going to this church and in, in the youth group like it that was my haven my safe haven and so I ended up going to camp with these uh, with these people and when i when I got there, I wasn't really expecting much, and then it was like. I felt the love of God for real for the first time. It wasn't just like a story that I read or something that I needed to do. It was something that I wanted. It was something, it was like I felt his love and I felt the presence of God. And it was, I feel like in that moment is when I knew that God was like really real. Like I knew he was real before because, you you know, you have head knowledge, but Mm -hmm. it's different when you get an encounter with God. And so that first encounter, it was like, man, like he, he's real. And like, um, and so it was, it was like that was so Im- impactful for me and then that same week uh, I felt like I was called to ministry and I was like okay I don't even know what that means because like I said I, I grew up in like churches with 20 or 30 people and I'm like well how do you even do that like mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that people got paid to do ministry yeah. until I started going to that church I'm like this is crazy like I didn't even know that that was a thing until even after I got back from camp I just felt like I needed to be in ministry and then found out that it could be like a career thing and I was like what yeah <laughs> like it's a career to just love people and preach about the goodness of God like I'm gonna do that like <laughs> I want to do that I want to help people um, but I felt called to ministry and specifically I felt a call for students and so I remember that and I was like but God I am a student so I don't know how that's supposed to work and then and even then um, I, I, I love people and I'm an extrovert but I don't necessarily like to speak on a stage in front of people really so whenever he first called me to ministry i remember saying this to god like man that's awesome you know i'll set up a i'll set up a system i'll love on kids and i'll have someone preach every week like i that would be cool and then um it did not happen obviously that's not how it works um but i remember like i remember that and so anyways i got baptized in the holy spirit that week and so for me a week of camp literally changed my life and even in that week at camp as well, uh, I remember being really angry with my parents and spe- specifically like my dad, you know, cause of everything that was going on. And it was like, he broke a lot of that stuff off of me in that week. Um, and so, you know, camp's really important to me. Uh, fine arts are important to me cause uh, of what I saw in those dramas and, uh, worship's a big part of who I am too, because, uh, you know, my first ministry position was actually, I was a worship pastor, um which we'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> uh, so anyways, I, I got back from camp and, and, you know, I was I was changed. And so then when I was a sing- I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to get there. I had never known anybody to go into full-time ministry. That, that, that was their job, really. And uh, at the time for our church that we were at, that was a pretty, you know, decent-sized church. Uh, the youth pastor that was there left, like right after I got there. And then we went through, all we had was like volunteer youth pastors for like three years. Mm-hmm. And they rotated out so much. So it was like, I didn't have anyone to really go to. My brother found out about Lee University. He was older than me, so he went there first. And so I visited and I was like, this is where I'm going to go. Uh, so I went to Lee and uh, uh, I, in, in high school, I didn't really have good grades. Um, not because it was like my whole career of academia leading up to that point I made straight A's I was in the beta club all that stuff but whenever everything started happening at home I didn't it's like I didn't care anymore and I just pulled away and um I did just what it like whatever hey whatever it takes to pass and get through mm-hmm. you know and so I remember uh when I found out what you need to get in and Lee, like that was my goal like just get in just get in and uh so when I got there I was I immediately started on academic probation. Like I shouldn't have even really probably got in, uh, but I wrote this letter that was like, "Hey, I, this one's supposed to do with my life. Please let me in." Basically, begging, like, "Please let me in." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they, so I, I did get in, um, but when I got there, uh, I tried to do some of the same stuff as high school. So I,
0: just I try to just tried by.
1: to get by, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work in college. No, it does not. <laughs> it, it does not work at college. And so I ended up making like terrible grades, and then I started hanging out with some of the wrong uh, people. And so uh, I actually like I started partying and, and stuff like that, and I kind of like, fell away. And at the time, I'd been dating this girl for like three and a half years, not Kara, uh, who's my <laughs> wife, who I'm married to now, who's awesome. Uh, but I uh, I went through all that, and so I remember she was like, she was into partying and stuff. She went to UTC, University of Tennessee in Chattanooga. Okay. And uh, so I remember one day I went to her dorm, and she's like, "I don't want to do ministry," and, and I looked at her and I was like, "Fine, I don't either. Let's let's not do it." So we both, we both left school, and it was crazy because as soon as I left, it was like everything started happening. So. She broke up with me after I left school for specifically her. We were engaged. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got engaged to her. She broke up with me. And uh, I also lost my license in that oh, wow. In that time. This is like the worst year of my life when I was like running mm-hmm. from my calling. Um, I felt like Jonah being swallowed up by a whale.
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> we actually talked about that story a little bit in um, our ministry class.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, I felt like Jonah. So like she broke up with me. My... Uh, my license got taken away. Uh, my dad, I found out uh, some of the reason, I guess, like, it's a neurological thing too, but he, I found out he had uh, multiple sclerosis. And so like, he all of a sudden just really couldn't walk. He had slurred speech. And so we learned a lot about that and maybe why it was so bad when we were in high school that maybe that disease was starting to develop. So, but all of that fell on us. It, it fell on me at like one time. And so I remember I was still running from, from God. I still, I was doing whatever it took to not do that. You know, cause I was hurt. I was, I was broken. Um, you know, I, I was still partying and doing stuff just to try to escape everything that was happening. And then I remember going to church one Sunday and I don't remember the message. I don't remember what happened. I just remember I was back on my face at an altar crying. And it, and it was like, and God was like, you need to finish what you started. Mm-hmm. You this I, it was almost loving you know he wasn't he was never condemning and shaming me it was just like i've been here all along this has been waiting for you all along and you need to finish what you started so uh i was like okay so i, I ended up going back to lee cuz i knew that's what he meant i needed to go back there yeah so i went back to lee and uh my second time was way different than my first you know, I learned a lot for my first time, so <laughs> I, I ended up getting straight A's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ended up being named to who's who among college students. And I also got an internship with the Church of God International Offices, which was really cool. I wasn't okay. Church of God, but it was like, it was a cool internship. Yeah. You know, I got to work with the International Youth Director, and so that was a really fun uh, internship. And at that time, I, I found Kara. We went on a blind date, and... uh blind date we got set up Uh, because after i broke up or after the girl broke up with me Mm -hmm. um, i had a rebound girl for a second and then after that i felt like god was like hey just you need to be by yourself for a minute learn Mm -hmm. to love yourself learn who you are and uh so i did that but while i was doing that i was on wednesdays i was traveling with one of my friends who was a worship pastor in marietta or an associate worship pastor at a church in marietta so i went with them one wednesday just to hang out and they had youth and so they wanted me to just come play basketball with the kids like hang out with kids and play basketball and that yeah. was my job on Wednesdays and I was like bet All right. That's but, a cool job. <laughs> but on the car ride every Wednesday there was a uh, the guys it, he's married to her now but uh, it was his girlfriend at the time was trying to like show me pictures of girls and like hey you should go out with this girl you should go out with this girl you should go out with this girl because she was in a sorority and I was like nah, like, it's just, it's just about me and God right now. You know, I don't want to do that, but she tried to do it every week, you know? And so I remember, I remember, uh, it had been several months, um, and it was close to the end of that year time. And she, she was doing her same thing again. And she put her phone back there and she was like, what about this girl? And I instantly was like, nah, nah, nah. And I looked, and then I was like, You know what? Maybe we can go on this one. Maybe we can go on this one, you know? And so, you know, the rest is history. Uh, But that first night, Kara, like, called her mom and told her, like, I'm going to marry this guy. So we moved pretty um, sort of fast. We got engaged in the first six months, and then we were married. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so fast forward a little bit. Um, So uh, my last year at Lee, Kara graduated before me, and uh, a, a pastor from my home church had just got his own pastorate in uh, Hickson, Tennessee, which is basically Chattanooga, about 40 minutes from Cleveland. And he called me and said he needed help. And I was like, okay. He's like, it's a small church. He's like, but I need I need a worship pastor. Like, couldn't you do that? And I was like, okay. And so for a year, I was a, I was a worship pastor. I just told him it was until I finished school because I know like I'm supposed to be doing youth ministry, but I will, you know, I'll help because um, I actually won uh, merit for... Singing when I was in high school, so okay. Anyways, uh, I don't sing anymore, I'm retired, ah. the pipes are done. Like, I just play guitar now, I don't sing. I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> and so, anyways, uh, just for the state, not the nation, just the state. Uh, but anyways, and so he knew that because he he grew up with me, so that's why he ended up contacting me, found out I was at Lee. So I said, Yeah, I'll do it. Um, but it was a, it was a tough, tough road there. Uh, yeah. they I remember I sang some contemporaries like new songs and mm-hmm. it was a primarily older church and so there wasn't that many people in the band so I had a band meeting and this is just like an example of how ministry can be. So I like I I, call, I called a meeting and I was like, hey, anybody's interested in being in the band, let's have a meeting. So we had this meeting and like the whole church heard up Like 20 people showed up and I'm like, man, we only average like 35 people. Like, dang, like, we have a lot of talented <laughs> people in this church. And so... Uh, when they showed up, it was them like tearing everything down. Like, why aren't we singing hymns? Why aren't we doing this? And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh wow, this is crazy. So is this ministry like that? That's that's kind of where I what I thought. I'm like, Man, this is gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that year, you know, I just I just felt like I was supposed to help this guy. And so long that year, I met some people. Uh, I met like our district superintendent and stuff like that. And uh, anyways, I, I didn't know why I was at the church. I just knew I was supposed to help for a year. Um, and so near the end of the year, um, Easter was my last Sunday, and then I was I was out because I was about to graduate. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I remember Kara and I were getting married in June. I didn't have a job prospect. Uh, so at the time, we were just going to move to Dawsonville, Georgia, where she was located at the time. And just I was going to just do whatever, whatever job. And I remember being torn because I didn't know what to do um, right after that position because it was just temporary. And, you know, I was about to graduate, and I had connections with the Church of God. And, you know, I'd been in the Assemblies of God for seven, eight years at that point in Tennessee. But I just didn't feel like I didn't know. I, I didn't want to just send out resumes to every church. And, like, I didn't really want to do it that way. And I remember just being like, God, you're just going to have to do something because I don't know what to do. Like, you're going to have to just show me. Um, so I remember it was, like, a, 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 probably a month before I graduated, and I was in the gym working out and Kara called me and she said, I think we're supposed to give like $5,000 to a guy in my stepdad's church. That is a lot of money. And yeah, Yeah. especially for a guy that's about to get married without a job. Yeah. (laughs) And that was all like all the money we had. And I didn't really, I was like, do you, are you sure God told you to do it? And she said, yeah. And it was like literally 30 minute, 30 second conversation. And I was like, okay, well then let's just do it. It's fine. Um, and so that weekend I got a I got a message from someone, uh, from a pastor in Chattanooga that they were looking for a youth pastor and they knew people from they knew the superintendent and he dro- he had dropped my name to them. Um uh, just from a brief conversation I had with them. Like, hey, I'm I'm looking for this, but hey, it's cool. Like he's like there's nothing. I'm like, that's fine, man. I'll just I'll just go. Yeah. Um but I feel like because we gave it was like an obedience thing, because we mm-hmm. followed that step, it was like everything lined up after that. Um, so I, I was in Chattanooga for like the last four and a half years, um, great church. It was a great, stu- like the students were incredible. Um, we saw a lot of, a lot of God things. Um, when we got there, there were about eight kids on our first Wednesday, and um, we really saw that that ministry grow to a, the student ministry as a whole of like 120 kids in, in four years. Um, but that wasn't even the most impactful thing. It was, it was more like the, just like the heart they had for God that we saw people every week coming in that would that were like when I saw them at school they were completely different people than after they had been there for a couple of years. Like for instance, like for me, um, you know, we talk about wins in ministry a lot. We talk about like tangible wins, like goals, and and like all those things are good. But for me, some of the some of my biggest wins. My biggest uh my biggest things that I love seeing is like I had one kid, for example, that would come up to me and uh he got saved. And I remember after a couple months he was like, Man, I'm trying to stop cussing and I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. that's probably a good step, man. Yeah. That's a good real good step. And so I remember him, he would come up to me and give me like an up, update, and he'd be like, Man, I've only said three F words this week and <laughs> and and to me that that was like a win. Yeah. Because he was open, he was honest, and he, and he knew that that was something struggle. But he knew that he was getting better. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that that's like one of my favorite things about about ministry in general. It's just watching people take small steps because the small steps equal into the yes. big things. And so I, that's my favorite part about ministry. And and like I've seen people make the radical change too, like where they were just new people immediately, and and I love those testimonies. But I love to see somebody kind of str- like not struggle, but I love to see that that grit and that grind of, of, of trying to transform transformation. You know, I love that. That's, that's some of my, some of my favorites, even me, like it's even in me, you know, um, I love it. I love it. And so then, you know, we, uh, transitioned out of there. off literally like a word from God. We, we never thought we were going to leave Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. um, and just some stuff happened and and we really felt like God was leading us like out of there and it was like sporadic like I hadn't put out any applications I wasn't looking at other churches and so um, so we left like back in June and didn't know where we were going I didn't even have a job and at this point I have a, a wife and a son and so it was it was scary Yeah. Um, but I knew I had to follow God like because I know he's going to be faithful because that's who he is Come on. and uh, so I just remember it was tough so for like for six months I just had it was it was really cool to watch God along the way too because we left that job I didn't have a job we went on vacation that we had planned already pre-planned I got back I'm like man I'll have any work this is gonna be bad I don't know what the next step is and uh it was cool like God lined up a job and we never even went without a paycheck in that season and then we had people literally sending us money like that we didn't know we had someone send us a check from California for 200 bucks don't know what anybody. i know two people from california one is a broke college student that goes to bethel <laughs> and the other does not like he would not do that and it wasn't from him anyway so hmm. it was like we don't know we don't even know anybody there um god bless Dude. us with a new mattress in that season that we had been actually looking for for a while and we, we hadn't even told anybody we were doing it and somehow we got a brand new mattress like it was just god showing His like hey my hands here About? like this is a season of rest for you like that that's what it was oh, the whole goodness. time um, and it was just really cool now to look back on everything that was happening. And uh, and then we, like I said, I, I'm not the type of person to, like, so I didn't send a resume to 18,000 churches before I came to North Highland. I literally sent two. <laughs> and one was in Minnesota, and I just dealt with them by themselves first. Um, and we just didn't feel like we were supposed to go there. And then I sent one to North Highland because I felt that I read the description and I just felt like, it could be a real thing. And so then after we met, it was like everything Kara and I were praying for was like lined up in war. And so we were like, this is this is it. And so I just, I can't wait to see what God's going to do here. But it's kind of how I got my start.
0: Man, that is an awesome story. Like, seriously, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. And I can tell you now, like, the people here, we love you, man. So we love you. We love care. We love everything y'all been doing so far. Y'all just been great, great student pastors. Thank you. And great friends to all of us here. So thank, thank you. you for everything that y'all been doing. Thank you for being who you are. Thank and you, man. For your discipline and listening to God and just following Him. So that's good. And you are kind of already touched on like what was a big reward so far that you've seen in ministry, and that's like seeing people progress over yeah. time. So okay. that's your that's your the reward. What's so far been the biggest challenge you've had to face, and how have you faced it?
1: Uh, I think my biggest challenge is that culture is always shifting and changing mm-hmm. as far as in America. and And so we have to and it's really hard because kids these days are faced with so many different challenges than than we were and i really feel like now it's like almost like an identity crisis in in america you know and so i think that's been one of the biggest challenges and um what i love about this generation is that they're passionate that they love people um un- unashamedly so like they they love they just love people and so and that's literally anybody and so i I feel like this generation's got a bad shape because they're like why are you so accepting of everything why are you so accepting of of this and this and this but really it's not that they're just accepting everything that's out there it's just that they love Mm -hmm. and so for me it's channeling that it's trying to figure out how to to use that for god um yeah so it's just challenging because the culture is so different um And then even just because of the just unique challenges of America, it's just it's just different. And nowadays, it's like almost too that you know, coaches and teachers back in my day, like it was like church was very important for everyone, and now Mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah, Um, I've seen that. So that that, that's a challenge. Like people will run basketball, football practices on Wednesdays till eight, sometimes like or seven thirty, and it's like church is going on, but they don't care anymore. Um, So that's been a challenge as well. Is like. Now everyone's schedule is so taken up. Mm-hmm. So. I um did a
0: podcast with my roommate yesterday. And one thing we talked we talked about the Sabbath. And one thing he mentioned was that we live in a pretty fast-paced going world. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to make time for stuff like this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I can definitely see that being a huge challenge to try to overcome. So wrapping this up. My last question that I want to ask is my favorite question. Other than the story of the whole podcast, if you had to give any piece of advice to anyone, a piece of good life advice, what would it be? And I've gotten some
1: good answers on
0: this podcast, on this question. So.
1: I, think, I think what I would say is to not always go for the shiny thing okay don't always go for like the low hanging don't don't always go for something that that's shiny and there's something over here that's like muddled up and messed up Mm -hmm. Um, because you never know what good can come in the muck like what could what good could come in that and just because there's something that's shiny over here and it's mucky over here but you feel god pulling you toward the muck don't just look at the shiny go where he's leading you to go if you go where he's leading you to go he's always faithful to take care of you and that's been true my whole Amen. my whole ministry life and in that with that being said what goes along with that is to have some grit have some grind to you because ministry's not easy it is not life is not easy and so it's really easy to quit and give up mm-hmm. really easy to quit and give up And so if you listen to God, like sometimes God may take you to the bright, shiny, awesome thing, but sometimes he's going to call you to the muck and you've got to be willing to go to both. And you've got to be willing to have grit and grind because, because both are going to have unique challenges. Mm -hmm. So be willing to grit and grind and don't give up.
0: I like that. What I was hearing when he was saying that was like, you know, go to the, go to the muck if he's calling to the muck. And you said like you can go back and forth between the two if he's calling you to both. Yeah. Go into the muck. You have to somehow, because you can't just always stay in the spotlight. You some you got to learn somehow how to stay grounded, to stay yeah, humble. You're yeah. not gonna get that if you're just getting all the big, fancy, shiny everything. That's right. Something
1: has to keep you
0: in your place. And here's the, the thing:
1: him. people see the shiny thing, but yeah. they don't know the work. Exactly. They don't even know the, the the muck side of that. They just see a shiny object, but the, actually, there's a lot of stuff there too that, of, that you're going to deal with. Everything that glitters ain't. And good. you gotta have yeah, hey don't go chase waterfalls come mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes.
0: man thank you so much for this time you gave me yeah for your stories for every everything you put into this episode of this podcast thank you so much I really I
1: yeah. appreciate thanks it thanks for having me on man it's you're awesome.
0: welcome thank you well guys that was Pastor Adam Berryhill North Highland Church um, great man really great man so glad he's here with us Guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. I will have a new person in ministry to sit down and talk with. We get to hear their story and hear everything that they have to say about ministry and what they do. Really looking forward to it. Guys, thank you so much. See you next week.